Welcome everybody to Funeral Nation episode 192. I'm Ryan Thogmartin. That is Jeff, the Funeral Commander Harbison. And this is the Funeral Professions only weekly news show. Yeah, it's uh, it comes out. If you want to hear it here first, we probably introduce new markets, new business, new things coming in more than anybody else on a, uh, a new basis. We have somebody coming from uh, down under here that we'll talk about, uh, not to too distant future, but this won't happen unless CNJ is involved. Isn't that right, Ryan? That is right. CNJ Financial, uh, which you're part of the team now that's bringing the goodness to the funeral homes across the country. And I had an opportunity to sit down with your sales team uh, last week and, and have a great chat and interview with them. That'll be coming out shortly. Uh, just uh, an amazing company. We couldn't do it without them. And they've got a new promo video. So let's roll that now. If all insurance assignment companies say they pay fast and are easy to work with, why do twice as many funeral homes choose CNJ Financial? Over the past two decades, CNJ and its affiliates have served in excess of 633,000 families and funded more than $3.6 billion in assignments to funeral homes and cemeteries throughout North America. If you're tired of the hassle, headache, and cash flow delay in processing insurance death claims, CNJ's fast funding program can help. Let us show you why thousands of funeral homes across America choose CNJ for their assignment funding needs and why many associations, accounting firms, and industry leaders recommend CNJ to their client and members. In every business, there's one gold standard. In insurance assignment funding, it's CNJ. So Ryan, you had something interesting posted this week about drive-throughs. You know, I remember it used to be a joke. Do you remember yeah. that when they take pictures? Aha, that's a drive-through visitation. That's not a bank. It ain't so funny anymore, is it? It's not. This is real life. And uh, there's a funeral home in in New York that has created what they're calling a U unity stations. So they're allow, they've got live video streaming capabilities where families can drive through, they can record a video message that's live streamed to the family inside the funeral home so they can respect physical distancing. Uh, there's a camera that they can see of the casket and, and the deceased and the receiving family there. So it's really cool. I mean, I, I've been intrigued with all of the innovation that's happening because of this COVID-19 that funeral homes are having to make tweaks, embrace technologies and do things that you're exactly right. Five years ago, we would have been like, oh, that's crazy. That's never going to happen. And now it, it's real. It's real life. It's happening. And we're having to make adjustments. And I think for the longevity of the profession, these adjustments are going to just be monumental in the success of funeral homes going forward. Yeah, I agree with you. And, you know, it seems at first there was some resistance saying, oh, it's impossible for people to only have 10 people here and, you know, this sort of thing. I'm seeing more and more and more compliance. And frankly, when we come out of this on the other side, I don't think there's going to be a rush to have 300 people packed in a chapel somewhere. This yeah. isn't going to slow down or change. So anyway, that's the future. Uh, that's right. That's right. Well, speaking of the future, uh, financials are never going to go away, right? We've, we've got to be P&L and numbers and earning reports and things. Uh, our next guest is privy to a lot of that and has got a great perspective on it. Yeah. So uh, let's bring on Tom Anderson from the Funeral Director Daily. 
Well, welcome, Tom Anderson, to the Funeral Nation show. Thanks for having me, Jeff. Thank you. Uh, it's great to have you on here. I'm a big fan of yours. You are the, the brains behind the Funeral Director Daily blog, which uh, from Ryan and I talked about it. We've been readers and fans, and you're really giving a wonderful perspective from your experience uh, in the funeral profession. So why don't you give a quick introductory to yourself and your background and how you got uh, to that blog? Thank you very much. I've been a um, lifetime funeral director in a small town funeral home that you know, started at probably less than 150 calls and grew to over 300 and some calls. Was very traditional uh, right away, but went to about a 40% cremation rate. Um, I've exited that business about five or six years ago. My funeral director daily virtually started from somebody in another industry who said, Tom, you know about, about funerals. Uh, there's young people who would like to hear what you have to say. So he showed me the technical aspect of how to write it and do it and get it on, online. And I just enjoyed it. I, I, I write an article every day and I, uh, I really enjoy it. My goal is to give whatever knowledge I may have to try to impart that to other people out there. And, and as a business changing, um, there's ways to look ahead, but sometimes looking behind what we have done too might give you the uh, pave the road for moving in. Right. And, you know, we talked a few minutes ago before coming online about your perspectives. Uh, you watch the public companies within our industry very closely and uh, share with us why you started doing that. Cause you initially started back when you opened the funeral home. Well, you know, and I, I told you guys before we came online, when I sat at the uh, dinner table, my dad was a businessman and he talked about the stock market. He taught us kids about, you know, price earnings ratio and things like that. And, uh, you know, I still use some of his values. I, I don't like to buy a company that has a PE of over 15, but that was my dad's, that was my dad's uh, measuring stick. And then once I got in the business, you know, the, the, there was the, the, the acquisitions had started and there were public companies. There was, you know, Service Corp International and, and uh, the Lowen Group and Stewart Enterprises. And of course, Hillenbrand Industries, uh, which, which was uh, uh, out there, Hill Rom Company. And, and I started uh, buying those company stocks, what little I could afford. And then I'd look at their reports. And I would take, I've always been a data guy, even before it was uh, good to be one. Or, or, and I'd look at their average funeral prices and their cremation statistics. And then I would take that and say, okay, how am I doing as to the big guys? And I used to use it as a comparative tool, which if you read Funeral Director Daily now, I try to still put it in that small funeral home uh, realm and what, what what small funeral homes can learn from what's happening in larger companies. That's interesting. So we're on that subject. Uh, Ryan will be up next. I want to further inquire. Uh, you looked at what's going on with the public companies and earnings from basically their first quarter performance so far. Um, is there a correlation or a trend that you see across the board with maybe differences in revenues, more calls, uh, less revenue, that sort of thing? You are seeing that, and even even in the uh, reports, the public company CEOs have, have talked about, we were pretty much on board with what was happening into March. 
And then sometime in March, they started noticing uh, the revenues go down. And I, I think it, it correlates, there's, there's two areas for the, you know, the at need revenue is the no large gathering have caught, you know, people saying, well, why should we pay for a funeral or a cremation service or a memorial service if we're not going to use it? So, so even some of the public company CEOs have acknowledged that they've seen revenues go down that way. Uh, the second place some of the, the CEOs actually say is that it's really hard to get in front of a consumer for pre-need now and using pre-need revenue. Um, I think Matthews International just reported the other day that the cemetery business, because grandpa might die today and he might even be buried or he might be cremated and, and interred, but the families are not going to the funeral homes or the cemeteries to buy gravestones yet, markers, monuments. I think that is probably delayed revenue because it'll come, whereas the no large gatherings funeral home revenue is more likely lost revenue. Right. Well, well, Tom, we've seen kind of through this time, you just mentioned getting in front of the family is much harder right now than, than it has been, but technology is starting to play a big part in that and, and being able to market to the consumer digitally. As a, a 35 plus year veteran of the profession, what are some of your perspectives on, on marketing currently? Uh, you know, I, I, I did an article not long ago that it's time to get back into pre-need. We, we got to start trying to get these people together and trying to get them out, whether it's Zoom meetings. I think that, and I told you guys earlier, even an old guy like me is starting to use open table for restaurant, you know, uh, reservations thing. So if I'm using it, the young people are using it. And if I'm using it, I'm probably a little more comfortable. I, I think the COVID-19 thing has made grandparents comfortable with Zoom or FaceTime or something like that. Um, you know, I serve on the board at the University of Minnesota, and I just came to you guys today from a meeting we had there. And it's interesting, interesting topic. Pre-COVID, the University of Minnesota had about 3,500 Zoom meetings per month. We are almost 50,000 in this last month. <laughs> wow. Isn't that amazing? It's it amazing. is amazing. amazing. Uh, so technology is out there and funeral homes are going to use it. Yeah, it's, it's fascinating because the medical profession, which uh, my wife is in, they're doing a... I mean, a boatload now of these same interviews with a physician. And what's fascinating is she's doing this, um, and they are with 90-year-olds using their phones, walking them through it. I think this, as Ryan has said, and we actually talked early on, it's going to propel the funeral industry profession maybe into the 20th century. That's a joke, tongue-in-cheek. Yeah. But, you know, we're actually going to – it's forced – us to do different things. And I don't think there will be a new, uh, normal like it used to be. Some people and families are going to continue to operate this way. So we're going to have to figure out the best way to do that and to be profitable at the same time. I, th I think that's very true. And, and we have, you know, in the industry, there are families that are almost allergic to going to the funeral home. They don't want to go yeah. to a funeral home. So you've seen new funeral homes built I mean, even in Australia now, Invocare is building their new funeral homes really contemporary because people don't like, some people don't like going to funeral homes. I think 
that will be exacerbated with technology. We're going to be able to get funeral, get arrangements in that with technology. Absolutely. You're going to be able to have conversations you wouldn't have had and families that would have opted for direct cremation because they didn't want to come into the funeral home can do a Zoom meeting and now have a traditional funeral outside the funeral home and not ever have to step foot in, in that environment and be far more comfortable. I think technology will scare a lot of funeral directors, but I think there's a tremendous opportunity for oh, funeral yeah. directors that want to embrace it as part of their, as, as part of their uh, arrangements and pre-need. Yeah, I agree. Well, Tom, we appreciate you coming on the show and we're uh, actually looking forward to having you back as a guest to maybe provide some perspectives um, when we get these quarterly reports in just on a, you know, a, a, I call it a regular guy speak. You know, sometimes we get those earnings and unless you're trained to understand what the earnings and there's everything's between the lines for the most part. And so uh, I think you're probably the best guy in the industry to do this with us. And we look forward to uh, making a relationship with you and the uh, funeral director daily. Great. I, I, uh, I'm fans of you guys and I'm, I'm glad you're reading funeral director daily. It's a, uh, it's a labor of love for me. I would tell you that I have a couple sponsors on it now and uh, they had originally reached out to me and said, you know, the, the fine people at Cressy Memorial and, uh, They'd reach out to me. They were the first ones that we love what you're putting out there. Can we help you? And it took a long time for me to say, I'll take a monthly stipend for doing it because that turned it from being kind of a labor of love into a responsibility. And now it's kind of a responsibility. And, uh, but we'll see what happens. Thank you. That's great. Well, thank you for coming on the show. And uh, we look forward to more from you in the future. And folks, uh, sign up for the Funeral Director Daily if you can't find it. Uh, there's this little thing called Google, and all you have to do is ask, and I swear it pops up in there. It's magic, this interweb that we're using now. Hey, thank you guys very much. Thanks for having me, and, and stay in touch. Thanks, right, Tom. Take care. Great stuff. Uh, I mean, I think it's, it's interesting. We don't get – no one's really breaking down that the, those earning reports like Tom is, and it's – it's valuable. It paints a great picture. You know, we can read things in the news. You and I discussed a couple of weeks ago an article in Forbes um, with, with Tom Ryan from SCI, and then the earnings report didn't necessarily reflect everything that was in the article. And how do we decipher, you know, where things are at and, and have that barometer? Right. And he has a passion for it, obviously very good. So we're excited to uh, have him as part of our team. And I think he'll help you with some connecting directors things in the future. That's Speaking right. of help, we got our folks from Plotbox. They're still making it happen out here. Uh, it's been interesting, some of the cemetery operational changes, uh, especially in different states. There's some that this, you uh, leave the, the casket or they take, or they take ownership of it, if you will, and That's bury right. without anybody present at all. So uh, Plotbox is one of these folks that are going to help make sure your records are correct because at this time, everything's changed. That's right. They, they focus on that technology for cemeteries and they've got it under control and it's good stuff. So reach out to Plotbox, all you cemetery uh, sextons and executives and owners out there. That's it. All right, bro. Well, let's uh, wrap this thing up. We got a lot of work to finish today. So uh, take care from your perspective and say yep. hey to your family and uh, we'll tune it. in for 193 next week. That's it. Until next time, have a great effing week. Out here.